Hi, friends. I'm Allie Domerson, host of the Snapshot Testimony podcast. This is a podcast that explores the pivotal moments that shape a life of faith in Christ. This week, I'm introducing you to a new friend. Her name is Heather Holloman. Now, she's an author, a college professor, and she has the kind of contagious faith and excitement in Christ that makes you want to know more. She approaches every day as a spiritual adventure, her words. She has a mission to invite others to know Jesus. She even wrote a book to help you do the same. Listen to the end of the podcast and I'll tell you how you can win a copy. But if you've ever felt bored in your walk with Christ or you've struggled to talk about Jesus with other people, this episode, I promise, it's going to have you fired up about what's possible. Now, how did this become kind of the your mission? Obviously, it's in God's Word. How did this become your thing? Well, you know, I'm someone who always, once I knew Jesus when I was little as a 12-year-old girl, I just wanted people to know Him. And that probably is a supernatural gift of evangelism. But so I do think I do have a, like an extra special dose of it. But I sure. do feel like all believers are called to live out their sent identity and to join with what Jesus is doing, which is seeking and saving the lost. But I remember exactly where I was at the University of Michigan, eating my Wendy's French fries in the student center when I was reading just the most bizarre things in scripture, like Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. Oh my gosh. I was circling that like, what, really? <laughs> like, really? I'm going to, you know, and again, I was getting a PhD um, in English literature. So I should have been reading Shakespeare and doing all the work, but instead I was just so drawn to what my identity was in the Bible. What was Jesus saying about me? I was really searching for purpose and loving getting to know Jesus. What is he doing? Well, then I'm sitting there and I start to read, you know, second Corinthians, which is such a bizarre book of the Bible because it says the most strange things like that, wherever we go, we're the aroma of Christ. I was like, that cannot be true. And then (laughs) I read that, you know, we're Christ ambassadors, that he is making his appeal through us to other people. So Mm -hmm. the reason why I am who I am today is after that day in the student union at the University of Michigan, I basically said to the Lord, if this is true, I'm available for you to use me in the lives of people. Like, just send me out. I'm going to believe this to be true. And that day, I God sent me to someone. I mean, if you read in the sent book, I have all these like it's supernatural stories of me just being in the right place at the right time to talk to people about Jesus and them responding, you know, praying to receive Christ as I talked about Jesus. So that week, I was like, okay, this is real. This is what God wants us to do, not out of duty or guilt or shame, but just to participate in a supernatural adventure. So yeah. um, I, it, a part of it is believing the identity of it, that this mm-hmm. is what God is doing. So I wake up every day kind of with that expectation, like, who's it going to be today, God? You know, so even I've already had one spiritual conversation this morning with a colleague and then with my students I'm just praying, God, open the door for the message of the gospel, especially because there's so much pain in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want them to experience God's love for them. So I get to see supernatural things all day long, you know, when they come to the office and they want to talk about God or whatever. So um, I think the short answer is I'm this way because I really began to take God seriously at his word. And also I want to be where Jesus is and do what he's doing. And I know he's seeking and saving the lost. So it makes me feel really close to him when, when I wake up and I know he's sending me to bless someone or to talk about him with someone during the day. Now, what's one of the 
early stories that you can remember. You mentioned there was some supernatural stuff that happened pretty early on after you took God at his word and had that day eating your French fries. What's one of those stories that you remember seeing this put into practice early on? Well, what was interesting is I was involved with Crew, Campus Crusade for Christ. And if you know anything about Crew, they're the best evangelism training ministry in the world. Yeah. And so the woman who was mentoring me had given me a four spiritual laws. They call it knowing God personally. It's just a little track of like a little uh, work, a little booklet about how you can lead someone um, through a plan of salvation. So the women, the woman mentoring me was inviting me to memorize it and to know how to share the gospel with someone. And in my mind, I was like, I'm never going to use this. I stuck it in my purse. I was like, this is, this is fine. But like this, what am I going to do? Like knock on someone's door? No, this isn't me. <laughs> well, what happened that day after the student student union was I was really learning to trust God. And I was full of anxiety and grinding my teeth at night. Um, because, um, I don't know about you, but I hold stress in my jaw. And so yeah. my doctor had said, you know, you're going to destroy your jaw. You need to go to a dentist and have them make a custom fit occlusal night guard for you to relax your jaw at night. Well, the problem was it was going to cost $800. I didn't have insurance to cover it. And that Sunday in church, so all this is kind of happening at the same time, that Sunday in church, I said, um, you know, I was trying to trust God with my life. And the pastor said, turn to the person beside you and share a prayer request, which is always so awkward. You know, it was this man <laughs> beside me. I turned to the man beside me and I said, um, you know, what, um, what I need is $800 and I need this mouth guard because I'm grinding my teeth at night. So can we ask God for $800? Well, the man turned to me and he said, I am a dentist. Oh, wow. And he said, I would like to provide that mouth guard for free. But that's oh. not the supernatural story. The real story is I went to that dental office. And when the dental hygienist was preparing my mouth for the mouth guard, she said, how did you hear of our practice? And I looked up at her and I said, I prayed. I prayed because I needed $800 and I was sitting next to your boss at church. And oh my gosh, she had tears streaming down her eyes and she looked at me. You know, I still, by the way, I have the like plaster dripping down my face. <laughs> she looked at me and she said with tears in her eyes, you pray, you pray to God and he listens to you. Wow. And I just knew. And I said to her, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm totally going to screw this up. But has anyone ever shared with you how you can know Jesus personally so God will listen to your prayers? And I pulled out that booklet from my purse, the one I thought I'd never use. And I said, look, this is how to become a Christian. And I shared with her, you know, God loves you. He has a wonderful plan for your life. But sin separates us from the love of God. And I walk through who Jesus is. And she's like nodding her head. She's like, yes, yes, I've never heard this before. And we get to the end about personally receiving the free gift of salvation. And she takes the booklet because, you know, we're in a dental office. So I was like, Look, right. take this booklet. I probably screwed this up. Reread it. You know, I put my number on the back and she called me in my apartment in Ann Arbor that night. And she said, okay, I prayed the prayer from that booklet. What do I do now? And so I was like, come to church with me. And, you know, for months, it was like me, the dental hygienist and the dentist. <laughs> and so that story just made me realize like, mostly that God can use any situation you're in. Yeah. And often 
you're in a bad situation and it's not about you or about the bad thing happening to you. It's that God is positioning you there because someone there doesn't yet know Jesus. And I love thinking of my pain and suffering that way because I had like an emergency kidney stone surgery in November. And because the scent identity was so deep in me, I remember that I was like, maybe this isn't about the kidney stone. Maybe there's someone in the ER who doesn't yet know Jesus. And sure enough, I was able to talk to three people about the wow. Lord and give my book, Seated with Christ, which is the easiest <laughs> book to read if you're a new believer. So I'm like giving out books. I'm talking about Jesus. <laughs> and it really helped bring meaning to my pain. A lot of my friends feel meaningless. They've mm. suffered through that life is meaningless. They suffer through COVID. They don't know how to interpret their suffering. One of the things I love about my scent identity is if I'm suffering, I'm learning to think, okay, God, you can use this. Position me as, does someone here not yet know Jesus or is my suffering because you're using it somehow in the lives of other people? And that helps me take my eyes off myself and it connects me again to it like a supernatural adventure. And that's really become just the joy of my life every day. Yeah. So. so what would you say to someone? Because, I mean, it's biblical it shouldn't be surprising to live this way, but you know this. Most Christians don't live with that sense of adventure. I mean, that's yeah. not a surprise yes. to you. Well, part of it, what would I say if they didn't want to do it? No, or like, No, I mean, what would you say to somebody who goes, wow, that sounds like a pretty awesome way to live, but man, I don't. How would I even start? That? Like, do I just well, carry around like yeah. tracks? Because I tried that in high school and it didn't work so well. That's why I loved that we wrote this book, um, that I wrote this book with my husband, who's an introvert who claims he doesn't have the gift of evangelism because it's not natural for him to engage in spiritual conversations. But because of his scent identity, he really believes the same thing that I do. Like this is a supernatural adventure every day. But let me tell you this, I firmly believe in good training. Mm -hmm. I help people know how to ask really good questions because a lot of people just are bad conversationalists. So I wrote another book coming out in the fall about just how to have better conversations in general, how to be curious about people and ask questions. Now, when you do that, if you're a believer, you're going to inevitably get to talk about Jesus because even if you ask someone, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How have you been taking care of yourself? Guess what? They're going to share and then they're going to say, what about you? And I get to talk yeah. so many times about like my prayer journal and what I'm reading at God's word and like what God's teaching me in the Bible. So also helping you, helping people understand that the best tool that they can leverage in this like supernatural adventure we're having here is your own stories of transformation with Jesus. Like yeah. how has God met you in a time of need? Like exactly what you're doing on this podcast, like collecting stories of God's power and presence, because then you can tell them to other people and everyone can tell their stories. It's easy and it's fun and you can write it down and learn how to communicate it quickly. And to, like the story I just told probably took less than two minutes, the dentist. Right. And so helping people with good questions, good stories, and then always know you don't have to have all the answers. Like for example, a professor called me in distress and she was like, look, my husband and I want to know exactly what you believe about Jesus. And they were Harvard professors. So I was really like, okay, 
I tried to articulate the gospel the best that I could, but I did not do a very good job. So the next day I said, look, I'm going to send you a book that explains this better because I totally screwed this up. So I sent, you know, some book, you know, I love matching books to my friend's personality. So like I could send Tim Keller or C.S. Lewis, or maybe they need to read, um, you know, Hannah Whittle Smith or something, but you know, a lot of people are afraid to share their faith because they think they're going to get trapped in a theological debate. And I used to be that way. And remember, I'm a professor. So I'm with people who are argumentative and very smart all day long. So I've (laughs) learned to say to people, here's my two favorite things to say. I don't know. Can I get back to you? Or I say, look, I'm not sure the answer, but would you want to read the Bible with me and we can figure this out together? Mm. You don't have to have all the answers. And sometimes when people want to engage me in debates of the culture, I'll say, I'm not 100% sure what I feel about that right now, but maybe that's not the most important issue that we can talk about. You know what I mean? So like I, you don't have to have fear. And another part of the conversation book that I'm researching that's coming out in October I talk about just changing the way we communicate with people back to the joy of like loving conversations. And you don't have to be in debates with people all the time. Just (laughs) love them. Be curious about their lives. When it's your time to share, talk about Jesus. I've been doing this for 30 years. No one has ever said to me, I wish you would stop talking about Jesus. Not once. (laughs) Well, the thing that I, I, I love is that there's there's life there. And I think if you try to apply principles, the, the principles that you're talking about, apart from a thriving, honest relationship with Jesus and yes. a reliance on the Holy Spirit, because I grew up in a youth group culture that was like, invite people to church, share your faith, bring your Bible to school. And there was all these things that sounded yeah. good. Well, you know what? I was I was dry and pretty dead spiritually, and those things fell flat. I mean, did the Lord use some of it? I'm sure because it's his work and, and not mine, but it was dry and dull and flat. And it felt that way because that's how I was spiritually. And I was trying to put on practices and principles that were flowing out of self-effort and not out of like real vibrant faith. A hundred percent. Right? A hundred percent. You know what the woman at the Wells gospel presentation was to her village where everyone came to receive Christ? I love this story. She, she was like, come and meet a man who told he me knows everything. Every did. Yeah, he knows everything and he still hung out with me, people. Come meet him. <laughs> and then if you story. remember the village, you know, all these people come to faith. But I love what the villagers say. They say, now we believe in him for ourselves, not just because of what you said. So just remember all it is. And and think about the disciples half the time. They were like, look, come and see, just come and meet him. I don't know. I don't have answers. Just come and come and see this guy. So I love that. Just like you could either be like it, like if you don't feel vibrant about your relationship with God, I I a hundred percent agree. It's not going to feel good. It's sort of like, it doesn't feel authentic. No. And feel the fakeness. No. And we naturally talk about things that are bubbling up inside of us. Like I can talk nonstop about Taylor Swift. I love her music. (laughs) I talk about my Spotify playlist, whatever. Same with my friends who sell essential oils. They have a way of weaving it in to every (laughs) conversation. So people know how to talk about things they care about. My vegan friends, same thing. Oh yeah. I mean, you got, it's not, it is not unnatural for us to talk about the things that have captured our heart. But again, I wrote, I studied the emotion of shame. 
I don't, I don't like it when people say, oh, you would do this if only you love Jesus more. Mm. That just makes people feel bad. Right. I like to think of it like as I connect with Jesus, I'm going to have fun opportunities. There's no guilt. There's no shame. I love, I, you know, send me to someone who I can bless and talk to about you, Jesus. And I do think as you love him, these things kind of do bubble up, but never feel guilt or shame. It's more like an invitation to this scent identity. And it's not about duty or like, oh, if you loved him more, you would do this. Because I also yeah. grew up in the youth group culture of the 80s. I know oh, what you're yeah. talking about. No, I've I've so enjoyed this. Would you just pray for the person listening who kind of wants to start on this adventure and live a scent life too? Yes. Okay. Jesus, thank you so much that you knew that you were sent from the Father and you loved your sent identity and that you say in John 20, 21, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. God, I pray for the people listening that we would just think, oh, maybe it's no accident where I live and work and go to the gym or if I'm at Target, maybe it's no accident who you're bringing into my path. So God, open our eyes to the people around us and give us courage and a sense of adventure to reach out, to talk about you, to give those prayerful invitations and just do things by faith today. And we pray that you would um, help us feel that sense of supernatural adventure with you that really makes life meaningful and helps us worship you more and more. We're so thankful, Jesus, that you have given us good works set apart for us to do and that you've chosen us to and appointed us to go bear fruit. So we pray that for everyone listening, that life would feel very fruitful in the days and weeks to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Snapshot Testimony is a Moody Radio podcast and short feature. It's hard to believe, but this is the 50th episode since we launched in 2021. To celebrate, I'm partnering with Moody Publishers to give away five copies of Heather's book. It's called Scent, Living a Life That Invites Others to Jesus. You can enter to win by following the instructions on the Snapshot Testimony Instagram page. Just search for Snapshot Testimony. You can do this anytime before August 1st. Thanks for being a part of this. I'm your host, Allie Domersant. Together, we're sharing the moments that shape our faith in Christ.